today on Italian Radio Show. That's amore. Italians in love. Two things that go together perfectly. With special guest Dina Martin, daughter of legendary singer Dean Martin, who made That's Amore, the Italian-American national theme song. Coming right up on Italian Radio Show. And welcome to the Italian Radio Show, part of West Coast Italian Radio, down here in the beautiful Palm Springs area, KMET 1490 AM, 98.1 FM, an affiliate of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. My name is Tony Lestella, your host, with my lovely co-host, Marzia Caputo from oh. Vincenzi, Italia. Hey, Marzia, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, same to you. Happy Valentine's to you, to everyone who listened to us. And uh, you may also listen to us online. You can stream our show by going to our website, wcir.biz. Remember, West Coast Italian Radio, wcir.biz. And uh, there's a link there at the top of the page. Here's the nice thing about this link. Mondays at 4 o'clock Pacific time, you can... Click on the link. It takes you right to our page with KMET ABC down in Palm Springs. And uh, from there, you have two choices. You can either stream our show live if it's Monday at 4 o'clock on your mobile device, on your computer, wherever. Or you can listen to all of our shows in our archives because right there is also the link to our podcast. And we have all of our shows for the last seven years, about 700 hours of shows, there on our podcast. When we're done with today's show, it's going to go right up on the podcast. So please do so. We have some great shows, great guests. Share with all your friends, all your families. I know we have many people who listen to us online, both across the United States and actually around the world. I think we're like in six different countries, and we're just really thrilled to be uh, doing this and uh, just having this type of fun. So, Marcy, we're going to get right into it today. Because yes. it's Valentine's Day. It's luck. Right. You have some special plan tonight. You're going to do with Jeff? It's a surprise. I don't have no idea. So. Ah, surprise. I like that. She's playing the coy Italian girl. Now, you're going to have to, we, we have a whole after hours show that goes with us about the Italian Casanovas and more importantly, the Italian seductresses, which I know, uh, Marcia tries to be here. So make sure you go to our website and listen to the days after hours show because I want to give you the real scoop on that as well. But meanwhile, we're going to start here with our Italian news. And I got some great Valentine's stories. Um, the first one comes to us out of Italy. This one is in a thing called uh, Cucina Toscana, which is uh, Tuscan Kitchen. Okay. And uh, the story is all about how, how you celebrate Valentine's Day in Italy, the different Italian traditions there are for this holiday. 
So first of all, they tell me, and now you're going to have to tell me if this is true, Marta, because okay. I have never actually celebrated Valentine's Day in Italy. Um, they say that it, it looks nothing like the United States, but it does have a long history there, okay? So um, the history, first of all, goes back to the Roman Empire, okay? Although I do understand that there is some um, de- de- debate over, you know, St. Valentine, exactly who he was, what he did. Um, some people say that he was a martyr because he was marrying couples, uh, giving them a Christian marriage when that was outlawed by the emperor. Other people say other thing. Uh, and even the, the Romans in their uh, religion had the queen of the Roman gods, uh, which was Juno, the goddess of ma- women in marriage, which was also... Um, a, a celebration called La Festa degli Innamorati. Mm-hmm. So the Festa, uh, the Feast of Being in Love, basically, right. right? But here are the Italian traditions for couples. You have to tell me if you ever celebrate any of these or if your family. It's it's known as the originally was known as the Spring Festival. Okay, so you're supposed to spend it by strolling outdoors in parks, sitting under trees listening uh, to music or talking or visiting beautiful gardens. Is that one of the things you do? Walking, doing Yes, but yes. Some of course, it sounds do. like something you would do in Italy anyway. You would do that in Italy anyway. So, I mean, not just the It's just an extra thing. You just yeah, because the Italians are romantic anyway by nature. So, I don't know whether to say just Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. What is next? So, now they say contemporary Italian couples present each other with small chocolate covered hazelnut candies made in Perugina. Uh, I guess per- per- Perugina is a, a certain friend. candy. It's a wrapper of Perugina bocce, so Perugina kisses candies. Then they have they, a little message inside, so it was cute. In the, yeah, they're, they're like an Italian fortune cookie, only when you open them up, yeah. the message inside has some romantic poetry. Ah, <laughs> uh, isn't that nice? Hey, hey, isn't don't make that noise. sweet? <laughs> we look for everything. First, like we say before, is the celebration of the lovers. Lovers. Right. Okay. Well, says, uh, it goes on to say, Italian couples also follow the tradition of padlocking their love to a bridge or railing and throwing the key away, which explains uh, when you go to different places, we see all these padlocks that, you know, you wonder, okay, this is like a nice, you know, monument here, this is a nice bridge. How come you got all these padlocks? Well, that's what it is. They started in Verona. What is the Giulietta Romeo story? Yeah, yeah Romeo and Juliet, that's right? What it, well, Giulietta Romeo. That's where they started the lockers, everything. And all over Italy now, they have all this uh, tradition. All yeah. right. So when you see those and, and to see the police, because the police and the city people don't take those down because the whole country is so into love. They figure someone puts them up, they're going to be yeah. up there forever. Okay. Right. Now, another thing, actually, uh, since we're talking about Romeo and Juliet, uh, mm. this started in Verona, Italy. Of course, that's where this story is supposed to have taken place, right? They have, uh, on Valentine's Day, it's actually a four-day celebration. They have heart lanterns lighting the city. They have free concerts in the Piazza dei Signori. And they have a love, a love letter writing contest. Okay, a love letter writing contest, and I guess you win a special romantic dinner somewhere in the town 
if you uh, are the winner of that contest. So it's right? like every little plaza has some celebrations. It's like, uh, like the market that we do like before uh, Christmas. Uh, they have all this celebration in the center of the street. Historical right, day. right, right. Well, now, for single people, however, Valentine's in Italy, and you have to again tell me if this is correct, does not just go for couples. It also is, is something they do for singles. For a single girl in Italy, it was believed the first man that they see on Valentine's Day is the one they're supposed to be married to. God help it if you're like your brother walks into your room or something. I don't know, you know. But anyway. That is or at, least, or at least you're supposed to marry someone who looks like that, okay? Okay, I never heard that one. But I know. So the young girls would wake up early and they would run out on the streets trying to look, find the best looking guy they could find, you know? When I used to be single, it was Valentine's Day, I locked myself in the room. Now I understand why. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this some in, 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 in other shows. We're going to hit a, a little bit of it today mm-hmm. because this is apps at, after all Valentine's Day. The different ways you can say I love you in mm-hmm. Italian. I mean, Italian is the language of love. I know the French want to take credit, but forget about the French. I mean, you know, <laughs> the Italians are really the language of that Samore, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, the one thing that says here is Buon San Valentino, Amore Mio. Happy Valentine's Day, my love, right? Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So here's another way. They, I'll let you read the next one. Okay. Oh. Hold on. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Right, I'll read the next one. Con te ogni giorno e San Valentino. Grazie, amore. So they say, every day with you is St. Valentine's Day. Thank you very much. Okay? I can hear you say Italian. Keep going. Keep going. I'm really impressed. All right. The next one is, uh, San Valentino è solo un nuovo pretesto per dirti quanto sempre ti amo. Which is Valentine's Day is only a new excuse to tell you how much I always love you. Sempre ti amo. All right, all right. Now you read the next one. Okay. Amo te oggi e sempre. Buon San Valentino. Which is I love you today and forever. Happy Valentine's Day. Give us another one. Okay. Il giorno migliore per festeggiare il mio immenso amore per te. Buon San Valentino. The best day to celebrate my immense love for you is Happy Valentine's Day. And one more, we'll call it a good. Grazie, amore, per rendere speciali i giorni della mia vita. Buon San Valentino. Thank you, my love, for making the days of my life special. Happy Valentine's and wait, Day. And we have the last one that yeah. we use for single people because they don't find a partner. And all right, all right. San Valentino, la festa di ogni cartino che re- crede di essere amato, invece resta fregato. All right, so tell us what that is. <laughs> the Valentine's Day is the celebration for stupid people, <laughs> say <like> that. <laughs> that they think to find love, instead they be stuck and uh, uh, fregato. How you can say fregato? Get stuck and get hurt, something like that. All right, well, you don't want to get stuck and get hurt for, for sure. And I got to tell you, we have a great show coming up. We have the person here whose family started in the America, in the United States you know, the whole that's Amore, we have none other but Dina Martin, the daughter of legendary singer Dean Martin. She's going to be our guest coming out in just a few minutes. And uh, she is going to uh, tell us all about uh, her dad, her own career. And God knows that they are the family that started that's Amore, which is like the Italian-American tradition and theme song. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to the Italian radio show. we got a lot more coming up. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Authentic pizza from Napoli, right here in the Northwest? With multiple occasions at Puget Sound, Puna Bella provides real Neapolitan pizza. Plus, the grab-and-go products at QFC, Costco, and Fred Meyer. Take-and-bake pizzas, grab-and-go salads, pastas, sauces, tiramisu. I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Napolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to the website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Italian Radio Show. Now is my favorite part of the show, our food segment, since, you know, we love to eat. I mean, Italians are all about love, that's amore, food. Music, wine, you know, all the good stuff in life. And this segment is brought to you by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas. Talk about the great things in life. Next time you have a special event and you want the drinks to be extra good, make sure you make Tito's a part of it. Now we have Chef Marco from Tutta Bella Pizzeria. I know you were on the show last month. You talked to us all about how to make great and authentic Neapolitan pizza. But you're the man. You're the man here who's going to tell us today how to make the perfect Valentine's Day dinner for our loved one. So what, what, what do you got for us? Hey, allora, ciao a tutti. Uh, when, when you're going to go and try to cook for your uh, loved one, passion is the ingredient number one. Passion, okay. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, you you got you got to feel it. I coming from the uh, Highland Sardinia, so I like seafood a lot, and I'm a very chocolate lover. Okay, so all the menu when, when I build the menu based on love, I'll start with my seafood, and uh, uh, I, I love risotto. So I make oh, a, I love a risotto. wonderful risotto with scampi, those little langoustine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like to use some. Uh, 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 dry cherries. Dry uh, that's, cherries. I was looking at that's really interesting. Shrimp yeah. risotto with dried yeah. cherries. I've never heard of that recipe. You know, I'm going to eat uh, at your house on Valentine's Day. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, maybe we should skip uh, for Valentine's. My wife maybe have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, t- I'll take it at any time, and I show you the special risotto. The why I like to use the dry cherries with that is because they are a little uh, tart, and it goes very well with the sweetness of the langoustin. Now, right, I like right, to right. use uh, a nice uh, dry white wine when I do my risotto. You know, I toast the rice. And then right. I use the white wine. And I use a good quality uh, white wine. I never use a cheap wine for cooking, even because you say, oh, I'm just going to cook it anyway. But you're yeah. going to use a cup. What are you going to do with the rest of the bottle? You're going to so, drink it. You're going yeah, yeah, to drink so, it while you cook. It gives you more passion to cook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cook with good wine. Okay. And then uh, the langoustine that goes right at the end when I'm finishing and I put my cherry. Uh, I, I like to dice them a little bit so you can have like a little... Uh, pieces that it kind of melt together and then uh, it just sparks your brain. The cherries are, uh, uh, the tartness on the cherries, the, you feel it really on, on your tongue, it goes straight to your brain cell. It just like oh, grabs yeah. it right, right on, on a... Oh, that sounds good. That sounds that. good. When I'm looking here at your other menu items that you have for the perfect Valentine's Day dinner, so you're yep. going to start with your appetizer, yep. which is Frigula with prawns, which is yes. artichokes and cherry tomatoes. Then, of course, for your one of your main dishes, your scabby risotto with cherries. Then you yes. have the taglioni con argosta, special taglioni. pasta from <laughs> Venice. Taglioni, right? Uh, no, tagliolini. Ta- tagliolini. Tagliolini, okay. Special egg pasta from Venice with lobster, brandy, cream, and a hint of tomato. Now, that sounds fantastic. Yes, when I do my tagliolini, Tony, I only use egg yolk. So for a pound of uh, flour, I use up to 24 egg yolks. Wow, so that sounds there great. Is, there, there is no water, and then there is a lot of uh, work with the elbow. And I, I don't usually use my KitchenAid when I do the uh, tagliolini pasta because I like to fill it, right, like to right. it on my hand, yes. And then basically that pasta is nice and dry when you cut it. They don't stick together. So oh, sounds wonderful. Like, sounds wonderful. Man, what a dinner. And then, of course, for your dessert, the perfect romantic dessert for the great Italian meal, chocolate tiramisu. Oh, my I God. can't get wrong with that. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry just sitting here. My mouth is watering. Thank you, Chef Marco, for giving us the perfect Italian Valentine's romantic dinner. Well, now, Chef, since you've given us the perfect, you know, Valentine's dinner. We have to know those romantic Italian phrases to say. So as our Italian phrases of the week, um, this is going to, again, we want to remind everybody, it's brought to us by Tutabella, by your wonderful, wonderful chain of Italian restaurant and pizza places in the Northwest, where the real authentic pizzeria, you got to go to Tutabella. If you're up at Puget Sound, don't miss it. All right, so what do you have for us um, here for Valentine's Day, Chef Marco. Okay, so a uh, c- couple of phrases for you. Uh, I have one that say, amore a prima vista. Amore a prima vista. Love at first sight. I love that. That's such a great line, okay? All right. Yep. What's now, the next uh, one? Uh, the, 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 since we are in San Valentine's, uh, one San Valentino. That's always one San like, Valentino. There you, you know, go. Perfect. Valentino. Amore te oggi e sempre. Amo te oggi e sempre. Amo I love te. you today yeah. and always. Great. I love that. 
Then we have the classic Tiamo. Tiamo. Now, you know, I, I know there's Tiamo and Tivoli Bene. I remember, I'm always confused when do you use one, when do you use the other. But Tiamo is the ultimate, Tony. I mean, Tivoli Bene, it's like, it's your friend, it's your, uh, oh, gotcha. it's your your clothes, but yeah. When yeah, you go yeah. Tiamo, this is it. I mean, there is no, you're not going back from that. I got you. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. If you say Tiamo, the next thing is you want to marry the girl. I got you. There we go. All right. So what's the next one we got? Sono innamorato di te. Sono innamorata di te. Reminds me of the song Innamorata. There's a famous, famous song there that has been done classically over the years. I actually have had a chance to sing it a few times, but a lot of the great singers have sung that. And that is, I'm in love with you. Sono innamorata di te. Bravo. And All then right. you use innamorata if you use it for a female, innamorato if you are... Uh, male. Uh, oh, gotcha, towards, gotcha. Uh, All right. Perfect, perfect. And then All you right. have that, 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 that's a beautiful one. It goes, baciami. Baciami. <laughs> I love it. Kiss me. Bac- it sounds so much better when you say it in Italian. Oh, oh, now we have abracciami. Abracciami, which is hug me. They, we should do a song. Baciami, abracciami. They they will go together a great song. (laughs) Hug me, kiss me, you know. (laughs) All right. Going for Se Bellissima. Se Bellissima, you are beautiful. Or I see you have it for the male too, which is? Se Bellissimo. Se Bellissimo. So one, I think you're beautiful if you're female. I think you're beautiful if you're male. There you go. Perfect. Absolutely. And I uh, say la mia vita. Say la mia vita. You are the love of my life, basically. Or basically, you are my life. But yeah. Oh, mi, hai, mi hai cambiato la vita. Mi hai cambiato la vita. You changed my life. There you go. Because That's when you one. fall in love, I think that everything goes up or down. I believe that we got that. Ne voglio stare con te per sempre. I love this one. Voglio stare con te per sempre. I want to be with you forever. That's like the greatest pickup line I've ever heard in my life, you know? I use that one many times, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> one more. And then I say, Sei la mia anima gemella. Sei la mia anima gemella. You are my soul mate. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chef Marco. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Happy Valentine's Day to you and everybody there at Tunabella. Well, you know, Marcia, I'm very, very excited about our guest this show because we have Dean Martin's daughter, Dina Martin, coming up. And she, in her, her own right, is a wonderful, wonderful singer. She goes around the country doing a lot of the songs that her father made famous. And I remember even as a little kid seeing her on TV with her father. She was a teenager and she was on a lot of his shows with him and singing duets and stuff like that. She did a great duet called True Love, which was an old song that Dean Martin recorded. She went back into the same studio, made the the same recording, and then the through the magic of engineering, they put it together so it sounded like they're doing a duet. And, of course, they both sing That's Amore. So we put together a little mix of some of the duets that they did in person, also the one that was engineered here recently where we they put their voices together. And they, since they never sing That's Amore together, I figured we'd end our mix with Dean Martin starting that song and Dina Martin ending the song, trying to kind of give the people an idea of what it might have been like. Here you go. Got a barrel of money. Maybe we're ragged and 
When the stars make you drool, just like a pasta fazool, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, senor. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza is fantastic. Joe Fuggero, their owner, is here to tell us more. 
Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer? That's right, Tony. Absolutely. From our kitchen to yours. Take and bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces, rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Welcome back to the ABC Italian radio show down here in Palm Springs with KMET. And I tell you what, we just uh, love it down here, the heat, the warmth, and we love KMET, and we love working with uh, our affiliate uh, ABC. We have a great guest. I mean, this is the guest. If you're going to have a Valentine's Day show and your theme is That's Amore, then you've got to have somebody from the Dean Martin family involved in your show and we have none other but his great daughter a wonderful singer and entertainer in her own right dina martin joining us welcome dina to the italian radio show great to have you back on well thank you tony it's a pleasure to be back on especially on valentine's day especially on valentine's day you know and that's very interesting because there's something i have to ask you there's this urban legend that i've heard over the years and i've heard it embellished in different ways about the origin uh, how how the song that's amore originated i uh, wanted the story that i heard was that when uh, your dad and jerry lewis got to hollywood they started making movies your father did not have a hit song yet at that time, and so Jerry had the song written for him because he thought it would be a big hit. But the rumor had it that your dad was hesitant to record it because he thought it might, you know, not it might be corny or something. So I don't know how much of this is true or not true. Obviously, it went up to be one of his most memorable songs. So what's the, what, what's the true gist on that? Yes, what's well, true, you know, it's uh, what is true is that, you know, dad recorded this song. He thought it was a little corny, yeah, but yeah. Harry did have it written. I think it's a Harry Warren, uh, Al du- uh, Harry Warren and Al Dubin, I believe. It was in the movie The Caddy with uh, Dean That's Martin right. and I Jerry remember, Lewis. I remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah. yeah. That great scene where dad's walking around, you know, with the family, everybody yeah, yeah. singing That's Amore. And, you know, he loved that song. And it did become his, you know, one of his signature songs. I mean, that's love. That's amore. That he is, was, you know, I got to tell I, I do 200 shows a year. And inev- inevitably, inevitably, in every single show, I get a request for that. Even by people who don't know who Dean Martin is, they know yeah. that song. Okay. They, they love it. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I understand. I walk into restaurants to this day and all of a sudden that's amore is playing. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And you, you're, Right about some people may not even know that it was Dean Martin doing it, but they know the song. In fact, I was in an elevator with all these young guys. I was doing a show at the Fountain Blue, and I get in the elevator, and all the 
you know, guys are there and I had on my beaded gown and they said, wow, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm going down to do a show and I'm going to sing That's Amore. And they said, is that you? You're, you're That's Amore person? And I said, well, it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Song and, you know, it was, it was cute. Yeah. So now another thing that I, I want to just ask you one more thing about your dad, but then I want to really get into talking about you and your wonderful career you've had. Your dad was born Dino Paul Crocetti. Yes. So what, what, how did he come up with the name Dean Martin? Well, I don't think he did. Uh, you know, but the thing is, you know, back in the day, and if it were today that he was born in Steubenville, Ohio, Dino Paul Crocetti, Crocetti, he probably, they would have kept it. Yeah. Because yeah. Now, you know, now it's cool. But in those days, they, uh, you know, they wanted to change your name. There was a singer called Nino Martini. And, uh, you know, he was like an opera singer, if I recall. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, so. Yeah. And so, you know, they were going to make dad Dino Martini, and then it ended up uh, Dean Martin. And yeah. it stuck. I know a you lot know, of the guys like the, uh, uh, Bobby Darren uh, was right? originally Roberto Casolto. So a lot of the people back then yeah. who were Italian-American entertainers changed their names to, like, more generic American names. Um, and yeah. interestingly, one of the early places – I was reading where your father and Jerry played, where they had their uh, stage show was in Atlantic City. It was owned by a guy named Skinny D'Amato. Skinny and D'Amato. interestingly, my, my family's related to the D'Amato family from New Jersey. My second cousin, like, was Senator D'Amato. So I don't know if it's the same family or what, but I just thought that was just an interesting thing, you know? It, it, it could be, you know. <laughs> and, you, boy, they had a lot of fun there. You know, it's Skinny Damatos. And, and I'm still, uh, let me see, I'm friends with his daughter. And, you know, so it's it's just La Familia. Yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. Happy, happy family. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a pleasure for me. I always love talking about my dad because he was so remarkable. You know, I have to tell you, I agree with you. You know, yeah. we have interviewed people across the country. We even do, just for fun, an annual contest on the show where we have all of our listeners, okay, who's your favorite singer of the two? Do you like Frank Sinatra? you like Dean Martin? You know, just for fun. And inevitably, i got to tell you, especially with the Italian-Americans, not that they dislike Frank. I mean, everybody loves Frank. But your father always comes in as the winner, the voice, the personality, his sense of humor, his charm. And I think people felt he was... Um, approachable, where they were a little bit like intimidated sometimes by Frank, you know? Yeah, and that and that's true. Not to mention, you know, my dad sang Italian songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. Frank, I think only I think Frank Sinatra, my uncle Frank Sinatra, by the way. <laughs> I, I, think he, I think he only uh, I, I I only remember him singing one Italian song, but you know there was just something about my dad. He was proud to be Italian, and he he loved what he did. And knowing that he was born in Steubenville, Ohio, uh, you know, my grandfather, Gitano Crocetti, came over on the boat. You know, where, 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 was, where was he from in Italy? Monte Savano in, um, let me see. It's up in the, uh, Monte Savano is Abruzzi. Okay, it's Abruzzese. And uh, he was up in the mountains there. But he uh, he went to New York on September 11th, 1913. And he had, you know, a couple of brothers who were already here. They settled in Steubenville, Ohio. And my grandfather was a, a barber. And my grandmother, Angela Crisetti, was a uh, Angela Barra. She was the seamstress. And she's the one who taught me how to make pasta vajoule. That's fantastic. Okay? Oh, yeah. 
Well, I, I haven't had pasta basul for years. I okay. think since my grandparents passed away. I love that. What is it? Okay. Well, here and and speaking to that, here's the thing. My grandmother, when I was uh, nine years old, she said, "Dina, you're coming over to the house today. I'm going to teach you how to make pasta basul." <laughs> All right. Said, Wait, she's. All right. Well, another day we're having dinner at your house. <laughs> okay, that's right. She could not write it down. You can't tell your sisters. You can't tell anyone what this is, what this recipe is, because one day when I'm gone, this will be a connection between you and me and your dad. Oh, that, sounds like, that sounds like Marchie and her mother, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, all right. So this is it. So she taught me, at, you know, and I and I remembered everything. So years later, uh, years after she passed away and everything, you know, but she would come and make it, you know, at our house, you know, so yeah, we'd have yeah. it on Sunday night. But. Christmas came around, and I thought, what am I going to get for my father? You know, another V-neck cashmere sweater? No. You know, another right. silver frame right. picture of me and the family? No. And the pasta visual came to my mind. I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make the pasta visual for him. So I went to the market. I got all the ingredients. I made it. I remembered exactly how to do it. And there's the secret ingredient. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. That. The secret ingredient. I made it, put it in a ball mason jar, red ribbon, went over to his house, I hand it to him. He looks at me, the look on his eyes. <laughs> and, he, and he said, and it, is this what I think it is? I said, yes. <laughs> he said, and it's warm. So from then on, he, so he called me the next week. We had it. He called me the next week. He said, Dina, this is your father. I said, I know your voice, Dad. He said, do you think you can make that pasta visual for me again? Oh. And I did it for him forever. That's and fantastic. And the secret ingredient is cinnamon. Cinnamon, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Now, see, yeah. I've heard that that some people add that, like, to the, you know, tomato sauce and stuff. How about you, Marcy? Do you add cinnamon? No, but I tell you, every region make a pasta fagioli differently. And that's the that's thing. You're never going to find exactly the same plate. Good to know. I want to try with the cinnamon. Now that you told me that, there's something new going to be okay. my list. I will send you, I'll send you the, uh, the recipe. We can do that. What we'll do is we'll run it as one of our recipes of the week. It'll okay. be Dean, Dina Martin's Pasta Fazul. There you go, oh, you know. There you go. Fantastic. And I just have a, you know, a, a quick little aside. I had an argument with Sophia Loren. Oh, wow. we, were, we were doing something with the National Italian Foundation. And, and so she said, you know, maybe you and your husband would like to come over for dinner in Malibu. And I thought, yeah, it'd be great. And I said, do you make Pasta Fazul? She said, yes. So I said, now, white beans or red? She said, red. I said, no, you don't use red beans for pasta visual. And I said, do you put tomatoes in yours? She said, yes. I said, no, you don't put tomatoes in pasta visual. And my husband was getting very upset. I said, you don't put garlic in it, do you? She said, yes. I said, no, you don't put garlic in pasta visual. <laughs> so in like five minutes, she said, well, I don't think you're coming over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's funny. Me. Sounded to me like she was making minestrone or something like that. That wasn't. Uh, Italians are passionate about their recipes. Let me tell you, no. I've seen fights between Italians on how to make meatballs. I mean, you know, just they're passionate. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. All right, so I have to ask you. All right. I have to ask you. You know, it's it's interesting that some kids, you know, choose to follow in their parents' footsteps and others do not. My daughter, for instance, amazing opera voice, went to college for it and everything, but just really wasn't into having a career because, you know, she grew up with a father who was always on the road singing somewhere, right? So I know that you have had this wonderful career. Are you the only one of your siblings that really has 
pursued an entertainment career? Well, no, you know, my brother Dino, he, you know, he had the band Dino, Desi, and Billy. You That's know, right. I remember that yeah. when I was a kid. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Dino, Desi, and Billy, you know, so he, you know, he did that. And my sister Gail, you know, sang, you know, years ago and played, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, so she she traveled around and she was a singer. My sister Claudia was an actress, and uh, Ricky he was doing uh, you know some singing also. But for the most part, you know, my brother Craig, no, he was a producer, and yeah. so. But I'm the one who really uh, stuck with it, and it's just part of uh, part of me. So when, when, did, when did you do your first performance? Yeah. How how old were you? Oh, I think I was ten. Really? And it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, because it was for a recital, you know, yeah, at yeah. school, and I did Mr. Bojangles. That's I, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it, it was great. So, so I have to ask you: Did Sammy help you with the dance steps? I tell you, he taught me everything. <laughs> he did. And I have to, I have a cute thing, you know, in 1960, in the 1960s, when JFK was running for president, uh, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy Davis Jr., the Rat Pack, they were doing um uh, they were doing shows benefits for them raising money and so right. there was one concert that they were doing at the beverly hilton hotel and the three tuxedos were dropped off at our house so there was a and i answered the door when they dropped the tuxedos off there was a large one for my dad medium-sized one for uncle frank and then there was this small one for uncle sammy so i hung them in the in the powder room and i looked at this one that was for sammy davis jr I tried it on, <laughs> and it was perfect. And that's when I danced around the house doing my Mr. Bojangles. Oh, uh, that's fantastic! Oh, yeah, it was great. So they, uh, and, and you know, when they were campaigning for him um, for JFK, they called themselves uh, the Jack Pack. The Jack Pack. That's, there you go. Yeah. Oh, so now of- I know in 1966, from what I at least I have read on Wikipedia. That's when you made your television debut. And if I recall, because we played a, a kind of a combination of, of your and your father's songs here as our Artist of the Week just a few minutes ago, you did the song Side by Side with your dad. Yeah. So that was like your first television debut, singing with your dad in front of all the cameras, millions of people in America. You also, I know, through that period, yeah. singing with a lot of the other iconic entertainers, Frank, Sammy, others. So yeah. tell us about this experience. I mean, were you nervous? You, I mean, I know you grew up with these people. But were you nervous about, you know, the fact you were actually performing with the superstars of the day? I was nervous. And that first time, you know, with my dad, when we were doing Side by Side, but he made everybody, uh, you know, just feel so comfortable. Yeah, and yeah. when I see that clip, which is so cute, that was my prom dress. Oh, really? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and so, oh, my God, you know, so it brings back, you know, prom night and, and singing with my dad. But growing up with all of those people, I was blessed to know them. Frank Sinatra taught me a lot of things. So did Sammy. But, you know, imagine all the people that would come over to our home. And Christmas, maybe Rosemary Clooney would be sitting there and we'd be singing, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. But now that it's Valentine's Day, you know, we're, uh, you know, I was was, uh, blessed. And they were all fabulous. And I, you know, I grew up in in a great neighborhood with uh, great parents. And of course, everybody wanted to come to our house because we had the most fun. (laughs) I I can imagine. It sounds like not to mention the fact you had those Dean Martin martinis, you know, so, uh, you know, 
Go. All right. So, so then when you were on the show last time, you told us about, uh, I think it was 2012, 2013, you had recorded the song True Love. You kind of did uh, what uh, uh, Natalie Wood did, or Nat- Natalie, Natalie, Nat- Cole, Natalie, Natalie Cole. Cole did with Nat King Cole, where they went in and I forget that they did, uh, I think, Unforgettable. That's right, yeah. Um, you did True Love in the same way, where you went into the same studio with, with your dad, where your right. dad had recorded it. Uh, yep. And so, you know, how did that whole thing come about? I mean, how did the whole idea of doing that come about? You know, well, it was interesting. You know, my handsome husband, John, I don't know how he did it, but he located the original Nelson Riddle handwritten arrangement of the Cole Porter tune, you know, True Love, that my yeah. dad recorded. Yeah. And so we went into the studio with, you know, fabulous musicians, and we re-recorded the whole thing. And then I went and I stood, and I think I was using my dad's microphone, too. Now, the engineer was Al Schmidt, and Al Schmidt is the one who did Unforgettable with Natalie Cole and Nat King. Okay, so he so already knew kind of knew how to do the magic of bringing he, the yes. two things together. Yes, he did. And so I had on my headset. And I was there, and I'm listening to it, and all of a sudden I hear my dad's voice, you know, because it was amazing how they can put those things together. And I hear his voice. I couldn't even start to sing at that point. And then finally, and I'm holding his chart, you know, so finally I tried it again, and it was beautiful. So I finished, and I go into the, uh, you know, go into the room now with Al Schmidt and, and everybody, and I hear it. He plays it back, and I started to cry. It was so overwhelming. Wow, that would be. That would but be. There I am doing the duet with my dad for true love. And and also, that you know, it's a capital. And that's, you know, with uh, with Al Schmidt and Natalie yeah. Cole. And that, you know, so it was uh, quite overwhelming. That's on my Destination Moon album. That and is really, really cool. I've seen the yeah. video of it, too, on, on yeah. the Internet. And the interesting thing about that, I mean, even when you tell it, it's such a moving thing. I mean, it just is amazing technology. Now they can even, I've seen things where they can take on videos, you know, they take people from old movies and they're superimposing them into new movies. I remember that that movie, Played Against Sam, where they did the thing with uh, Humphrey Bogart, oh, yeah. Woody Allen movie. I mean, so it's, it's just amazing what they can do with this. It's great what they can do now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. And, you know, I was lucky to... Uh, to grow up with all these incredible entertainers, and it's uh, you know just fantastic. So now you have, in your own right, uh, you're a great entertainer. I mean, I've seen your videos, I've listened to your music. What's next for Dina Martin? I mean, what what what's on the horizon? What are your next plans for your career, and where do you go from here? The next plans are, you know, I can't wait to get back on the road because yeah, for yeah. me, you know, I've been doing live shows for you know ninety seven sure. weeks, and you know so. Here and you know, so when I sing a song, because they're really fun, I do it right here in my rehearsal studio. And you know, I've got Rosario's over there on the computer. She's doing comments with people. John is doing my music, and I sing. So I do this fabulous song, and you know, so they go, "Yay!" You know, so I got two people clapping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, what? And then you know, I tell a joke. They go, "Ha ha ha!" You know, usually I've got a big crowd, and they're all applauding and laughing and. So when I go, when I get back onto the road, when I walk out and I see all those people who are just loving this music and I've got my great band behind me and it's all live and, and people are there, it's exciting and it's... Uh, there it's is. There's a certain energy to that yes. 
You know, yeah. it's it's like when we do the show here, you know, we're in a studio and right. part of it is it, part of the job, of course, is you got to get yourself all pumped up and yeah. everything. Yeah. Whereas when you have that energy from the audience and it's interesting, there's something I need to ask you just from my own experience. You know, I've played different venues and how you feel about this on the smaller venues. It's like you can communicate more intimately with the audience. I mean, you can look people right in the eye and you can really see that emotion. But of course, with those big venues, then you have kind of just this audience as a single big animal that you're there, you know, in front of. So what, what is your preference? Well, you know, I love, I love all of it because, you know, each one is a little bit different. I'll maybe do some different songs and the, and the way we'll do it. And it depends on. Usually if I'm doing an, a, a big arena or a festival or something, I have my big, you know, I have an 18-piece orchestra or, I mean, I've had 90 pieces, you know, if I'm doing, wow. uh, you know, really uh, big shows. And then maybe I'll just have my quintet. You know, say if I'm at, the, you know, Vibrato, Herb Alpert's place in Bel Air in Beverly Hills. Vibrato, right. you know, you can't get a lot of people on the stage. And I love being able to see and talk with those people. But even yeah. when I'm on a huge stage... And there, you know, it's a mega, mega place. I still feel connected to them because I learned that from my dad. And there That's, was something, you know, when I watched him and, you know, at the uh, Sands Hotel or whatever, where, wherever we were at the, the Copa room. And the minute he would walk out and the people would go, oh, there he is. And he was connected with the audience and he made people laugh. And he sang beautifully. And I don't even think he ever finished a song when he was on stage. He said, <laughs> you want to hear the whole song? Buy my album. You know, I mean, <laughs> That's funny. But So he would make a connection with no matter how large the group was, there was something about him. And I learned that from him, which is, you know, really exciting. So aside from I've got the radio show on WABC on Sunday nights, and then I have, you know, these live things, and I am going to be back in the recording studio. Well, we definitely are going to pump up your show, WABC. Now, you read that it's broadcasted out of what city? In New York. New York. New York. There we go. All right. Well, I think that's one of our affiliates with the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. So we'll make sure that we continue to pump that out to all of our listeners here. And um, I got to tell you how much we appreciate you. Like I said, we we do a lot of interaction with the various Italian festivals throughout the Western United States and in other areas. And we've got to get you out to some of these festivals and, you know, so that Marcy and I can see your show live on stage. It would just be such a blast. Oh, we'd love that. And I'd have you come up and sing back up for me. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll volunteer you. There to you come go. Up there you go. You please, know. Please, the memories you gave to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this well, thank is. Thank you so much, uh, Dina Martin, for being a guest on our show. God bless you and your family. And we will continue following you. And let's definitely stay in touch. We will do that. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll keep you uh, I'll keep you informed. So happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, folks. You're listening <laughs> to the Italian radio show here on KMET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Don't go away. E tu dici parto a Dio, talundare da stu core. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? 
Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Authentic pizza from Napoli, right here in the Northwest? With multiple occasions in Puget Sound, Puna Bella provides real Neapolitan pizza. Plus, the grab-and-go products in QFC, Costco, and Fred Meyer. Take-and-bake pizzas, grab-and-go salads, pastas, sauces, tiramisu. I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Neapolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to their website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com now, you know, Marcy, I have to tell you, people, if they really want to have a little more Italian radio every week, they need to go onto our website and they need to subscribe to our After Hours show, Radio Italiano Lucerosa. Basically, it's the red light show, folks. It's where we tell you what we really think about things. Of course, you got to be 18 years and over to subscribe, but you don't want to miss this show because we got great guests on there and we really get into our topics in a nitty gritty way uh, without mincing words, so to speak. Check that out at your first convenience. Our new website is up, so go to WCIR.biz where you can check out our after hours show. You can also get our regular show here, which is on our podcast. 
When we're done with this show, it goes right up into our archives. And we have podcasts there of all of our shows from the last seven years. I think we had about 700 hours worth of shows there. Great, great guests. We also have the first international Italian business directory up there on our um, website, and we're adding more and more businesses all the time. Our goal is here within the next couple of years, no matter where you are on the planet, you can go to our website at wcir.biz, and you can find an Italian business, whatever you're looking for, in your local area right there. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, we'll be back next week with a brand-new show with the Italian radio show, KMET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News & Talk Radio Network. A salute. While rain is falling.